Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for joining me on this episode. I hope that your week has been going great, or if you're just listening to this on the beginning of your week, I hope that your future week will be fantastic. Friends, I want to just say thanks for taking time to listen to the KMC podcast. Without you and being a part of the Kid Ministry Collective, uh, I'd be very lonely, <laughs> quite frankly, but I'm an, it's an honor to do this podcast, and uh, we try to provide some great content for you every week, and I pray that it has been a blessing to you. Um, thanks for allowing me a, a week break. If you're following along in order, uh, last week I took a break and allowed uh, you to hear, well, not allowed you, oh, that sounds terrible, but I shared with you a podcast I did with my good friend Nick Blevins on the Nick Blevins Family Ministry Podcast, which if you don't subscribe to, you should, because his podcasts are fantastic. And he hits a lot of great topics for leaders, and I encourage you to listen to that one as well. So today, I want to talk to you about getting back to the basics. One of the principles that I teach in KMC Coaching, and if you don't know what KMC Coaching is, well, just head to kmccoach.net and you can find out. Uh, it is a coaching ministry, part of the KMC uh, where we provide leadership structures, volunteer, uh, soul care, all sorts of topics, but it is a personalized program. Uh, and I hate to even call it a program. It's more of what I'm starting to call a coaching mentoring journey. Uh, we don't have any courses to buy. There's no curriculum to purchase. Um, there's not a lot of bells and whistles. It is straightforward, relational, me and you walking on a journey to help you become the best leader that you can be. We personalize and figure out where you want to go as a leader, where God has given you a dream for your ministry, and we take steps to get there. You can lean into my 30 years of success and a lot of mistakes. Um, <laughs> and anybody, any of my former coaching students listening to this, you know, you've heard some of my big mistake stories, and there's a lot you can learn from my mistakes instead of you making them. So anyway, one of the principles that I teach a lot in KMC coaching is how to get back to the basics. Now, basics doesn't mean you're not going to be busy. It just means that you're going to be focused and effective and intentional with everything that you do. So I thought I would take a podcast and share with you just a little bit, uh, a couple of principles, not as in-depth as I would get in a coaching session in our coaching journeys, but uh, I thought I would give you guys a few nuggets this morning as I'm recording this, this episode. So let's get back to the basics and let's think about what's important in kids' ministry today. Well, one of the most important things is always going to be leadership. Everything rises and falls with leadership. John Maxwell talks about the law of the lid. So however far you are in your coaching experience or your leadership experience, that's where you're going to lead your ministry. If you're struggling, your ministry is going to struggle. If you don't know how to make a choice, no one else will either. If you don't know how to plan and calendar correctly, no one else is going to help you with that. And you're going to get stuck and it's going to cause consequences for your fam family and leadership 
and your personal relationships with leadership and your volunteers. So how do we get back to the basics when it comes to leadership? Well, a simple principle is this. Get back to focusing on what you can do and not what you can't. Don't fall prey to the comparison monster. We do that a lot. We use Facebook to crowdsource ideas and we see other people. And the dangerous thing about crowdsourcing ideas is that you don't know the context and the community and the culture of the person that's offering advice to you. And they often don't know your context and culture and community. And so we have to be very careful about crowdsourcing. It's fun. Sometimes we'd get a nugget here and there. As I like to say, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. But we don't always find the best of what we can do. So sometimes because we get focused on what we can't, we start reaching out for help on crowdsourcing rather than getting on our knees and praying or getting with our team and praying and then asking God, what can we do with what we have? We have to be very careful because comparison is dangerous. It's toxic and it can destroy your leadership really fast. So I challenge my, my coaching uh, mentees to think about what can we do and do with excellence. We want to give God our very best. We want to give our children and the families we serve our very best. So what can we do with what we have? If you're serving in a smaller church, you have a lot of advantages that bigger churches don't have, and you may not even realize it because you're looking at what you don't have rather than what you do have. So to get back to the basics, you need to start focusing on what you can do and not what you can't. You also need to start getting back to focusing on and sticking with what matters most. So often when we start looking at curriculums and worship music and all these kind of things, when again, we crowdsource, what's the best curriculum out there? Well, I, I very rarely answer those kind of questions without asking a lot of other questions first, because I want to know what matters to you most. As a leader, what's the most important thing in your ministry? What do you want to accomplish with the time that you have where you have? I mean, think about it. I mean, come on, friends. What really matters? Have you written it down? Is that something that becomes part of your value system? That we value these things? We want to see God do these things in the lives of children and families? What matters most? We get caught up in a lot of what's shiny and glittery. And trust me, that's my personality. I jump from squirrel to squirrel to squirrel, especially squirrels that have shiny things. And it often caught me in big trouble because I wasn't sticking to what mattered most. I just wanted the new and improved. Sometimes new and improved doesn't work because <laughs> it's not improved for you. It doesn't fit you. So stick with what matters most. Figure it out. If you're not sure how, reach out, get some coaching, get somebody with some experience to walk alongside you and help you. Talk to your leader and ask them what matters most to you. Talk to your parents, what matters most to you. Talk to your volunteers, what matters most to you. 
but get back to the basics. I also think you need to get back to doing simple is best. Simple doesn't mean easy. Simple doesn't mean you're not going to be busy. Simple means it's going to be what's best. Because when I say simple, I mean it is what you do best. It's what you do. It's what God has wired you to do. It fills your bucket up and it energizes you as a leader. Get back to doing what you do. The pandemic threw us all off. It pushed us out of comfort zones and rhythms. Some of that was really good. Some of us needed to get kicked out of our rhythm because we were in a rut. And as my mentor and coach, Jim Weidman, said, a rut is nothing but a coffin with the ends kicked out. Some of us are just, we're, we're too comfortable. In fact, I'm already seeing it how we're just so desperate to get back to what's comfortable that our summer programming looks exactly what it did before the pandemic. I feel bad because I think we've, we're missing an opportunity to do something new and creative and to, to reach people in a different way. But we're scared because it is going to be different. But let me tell you, it's also simple. I challenge you to commit yourself to prayer before you really lock in your summer plans and think about, is what we've always done the best? Was it really? Did we really see people coming to Christ? Did we see people coming to our church? Did we see lives changed? If you can't honestly say yes in all of those, maybe you need to look at something that's simpler, that's different, that's new. Now, let's talk about ministry stuff because those are leadership things because you as the leader have to figure these things out. You as a leader have to drive those other things forward. Ministry, you're going to involve your team and those you serve. But one of the things I want to challenge you with for your ministry's sake is get back to the basics of building relationships. Start letting people know you want to do something for them rather than wanting something from them all the time. Get back to ministering to people, asking, how are you? I mean, no, really, how are you? Don't take their simple, hey, I'm fine, I'm great, I'm good, I'm okay. Dig a little deeper. Let them know that your, their relationship with you matters, especially your volunteers. Let them know. Maybe sometimes, and I think this is part of why some of the leaders out there haven't gotten all your volunteers back, is because you haven't called them or gone and seen them, shown up on their doorstep and said, hey, you matter, and I miss you. I miss having you with the kids. I miss seeing the joy of the kids when they see you. Let them know they matter. Build those relationships. Trust me, people are looking for all sorts of gimmicks and, and secret sauces and magic pills to get volunteers. There is nothing more valuable than relationships. Trust me. I've got 30 years of experience in this, and I've talked to many, many leaders who are really successful in volunteers. Who, who I've seen leaders who have served in multiple churches who have tested this in multiple churches in multiple contexts. And they know building relationships is key to volunteerism and having healthy volunteer teams. You have to let them know you're for them more than what you want from them. 
if all you want is from them and to fill a slot, they're renters and they're not going to be owners. So how do you get back to the basics with that? Well, start making a list of people you need to talk to. Pray over them and then grab your phone and call. Don't text, don't Facebook message, call them. Or even better, show up on their doorstep. Have a little treat with them and just say, hey, I just wanted to stop by and say thank you. I miss you. I love you. I appreciate everything about you. Not about what you do. Not about how you serve. Talk about them as a person. Find out how they're doing and how you can pray for them specifically. And then pray for them while you're in front of them. Let them know you value them. So do something for them instead of asking something from them. Another thing that you can do for your ministry health and for getting back to the basics is think about this for the summer. And some of you are going to probably break out into hives the moment I say this. But fire your volunteers for the summer. Now, some of you are going, yeah, sure, Tom. I don't even have all my volunteers back as it is. I'm begging for people to serve. I've got more kids and I can't, ha I can't handle them right now. Well, that's okay. Change the model for the summer. Take those three months and say, hey, parents, we are going to expect you to serve. Get a, a sign-up list just like the Little League or the, the Scout Troop does and send it out to all the parents and say, hey, we're expecting you to come and serve because we're going to give all our volunteers that serve during the school year a break. And they're not allowed in the children's ministry area, but you are. And we're asking you to take X number of Sundays. You may have enough parents that they only have to do one Sunday of the summer, but they sign up, they pick the week, it sends them a reminder. There's time to sign up. There's lots of different apps out there that you can use to schedule people. But let me tell you, I did this several times over my years, not just because of a pandemic, but I've done this before the pandemic and it was phenomenal. It was a lot of work on my end. And with one of my team members, we had to do a lot of work calling and scheduling sometimes but we got parents to volunteer. We told them why we were doing this, why we need you, because we're firing our volunteers for the summer. They serve faithfully throughout the school year. Every week, we're giving them three months off. We gave them June, July, and well, technically part of August. We wanted them back before school started so we could ramp, ramp up the summer with a big deal. But you know what? We filled every week. Parents stepped up. Believe it or not. Now, I know some of you, you you're, you're so antagonistic towards parents that you don't believe they will, but they will if you ask, if you let them know why, and you give them some purpose. You don't make it overwhelming, but you give them some purpose for showing up. So here's what I did. I'll give you a little more insight into what I did. We made our parents room hosts. They would greet the kids as they came into their classrooms, and then they would bring them into the large group space. So that way, parents were used to dropping their kids off in one room, picking them up in the same room, never changed all summer long. But we would bring everybody together, um, basically kindergarten to fifth grade, and we would do a large group format. We would start off with a fun, crazy game. We had an MC who, as the kids would walk into the room, because um, they would come into their classrooms first, and they would have a game and a little activity that the parents could run. Very simple, very easy. 
but would set up the theme for the day and get the kids going and just having fun, gave the parents a chance to get to know the other kids. Then they would come into the large group room and our MC would get them going. And he would have some kind of large group challenge and game. The kids would sit in rows. The parents would sit on the ends of the rows. And sometimes we'd bring the parents up on stage and have them play a game. Sometimes we had the kids up there. But we had some kind of fun activity to start our, our event off. And then we would dive right into some fun worship. Sometimes we sang some fun, crazy songs that we normally didn't sing during the summer or during the rest of the school year. And then we would dive in and blend it right into some praise and worship and, and lead us in. We would stop. And sometimes we would often introduce the, the theme of the day after like the first or second song. And we would do some kind of crazy object lesson to set it up. And, and then we would finish with some praise and worship and bring it down a little bit. We would do some creative teaching things. We brought out puppets, potato heads, shadow puppets. We did readers theater. We had costumed characters um, who would show up and tell the story in first person. Whatever it was, we got creative with it. We had fun with it. We, we had the kids sometimes take Play-Doh and they had to read the story together and we would have them sit at tables. So sometimes we changed up the format, even how we did it. And we wouldn't have them in rows. We would have them sitting in groups and the parent would then read the Bible lesson from the Bible and the kids would use Play-Doh to act, create scenes from the story. But like I said, we just did some creative teaching and then we would wrap it up with a memory verse challenge and a review game where we would play some crazy big review games, kind of minute to win it style. Um, we did some stuff from price, the Price is Right show um, where they had the punch board and we had a Plinko board. Um, we had a, a, a game called Zonk. We had a lot of fun with our review games. And, it, and then it was about time to end the service. So we would send back the, the leader, the parents with their groups to their rooms. They would review the memory verse one more time and then sit in a circle and have prayer time. By that time, the parents were at the door and the kids could be released. But we changed our format and it required less volunteers. And we had a blast all summer long. And you know what? Getting back to the basics was fun have some themed weekends, even if they don't fit the curriculum. Sometimes we let curriculum paralyze us into having no creativity at all. We think the curriculum providers are the only ones that can be creative. And that's not true, guys. You are creative. God has given you such creativity. And you have people on your team that if you would let loose, they would come through. So have some themed weekends. We rent it on 4th of July. We would always, uh, well, we rent it until I own one, uh, but I own a, 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 co or a snow cone machine and we would make red, white, and blue snow cones. Now, obviously the white part was easy, but we'd go get some strawberry syrup or cherry syrup and, and some blue raspberry syrup. And as the kids walked out the door, everybody got a snow cone on their way out. Families loved it. They thought it was crazy and great. We had costume weekends. We had pajama weekends. We had backwards weekends, superhero weekends. You name it, you can do it. We're going fishing. Um, we had all sorts of goofiness, but it made the summer fun and exciting. And it was simple. Just back to the basics, guys. Well, let me wrap up this podcast with talking about soul care, because you know I'm passionate about this area. This is an area that God has really been filling my bucket. I have been doing a ton of reading on a lot of great authors about leading ourselves and taking that. And I think part of the thing about getting back to the basics is making sure we take care of us. 
I recently talked to a leader as part of the Restoring Leaders Ministry who was really hurting and broken. They were worn out. And he actually said to me, I feel guilty for taking time off for myself. Excuse me. And I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, it's I should be doing more and more. And I'm like, wow, the, the enemy has lied to you. I said, where do you see Jesus doing that? Where? And again, you guys have all heard the stories. You've all, you know, many of you have been on planes. You know the routine. They always say, you have to put your mask on first. If, if the plane loses the pressure and, and, and oxygen, you, the only life source you have is that oxygen mask. And you're no good to anyone else that you care about sitting next to you if you don't grab that mask firmly and get it over your face and breathe deeply. If you sit there and try to fight and help the, neck, the two people next to you, then you're going to run out. You can't do that. And I think getting back to the basics, we have got to stop playing games, talking about it. Let's be about it. Make some time, schedule some time, be intentional this summer to take time for yourself. Block it on your calendar. One of the things that God gave me during this pandemic was the days of shut up and listen. Time for me as a talker to shut up and be quiet. And sit before the Lord and listen. That's how he gave me the vision for restoring leaders and why I'm doing that ministry as well. Because I stopped talking at him and started listening. And God made it very clear to my heart that he was calling me to pastor pastors. And if you need help in this area, please reach out. This, the Restoring Leaders Ministry, by the way, is all funded by individuals. It's done by donation, but I don't ask any donations from the people that I'm ministering to. I don't want anything from you. I want something for you. I want you to have a good soul. I want that soul to be cared for. I want you to realize that you are valuable, not for what you do, but for who you are. You need to hear the spirit say you're valuable. When is the last time you sat and let Jesus care for you? Do you think about that for a minute? When's the last time you sat intentionally for a period of time and let Jesus minister to you? If you don't know when you've done that, you need to go to restoringleaders.org and schedule a call with me. And we need to talk. Another thing that you can do to get back to the basics is just Read a different translation of the Bible for the summer. Dig into God's word in a different way. Listen to it. Maybe do an audible version. All the good Bible apps have audible versions that you can listen to. <laughs> and they're awesome. They're wonderful. I listen to one every morning as I'm getting ready for work. It's great. The other thing I would say about getting back to the basics and as far as soul care is as you're starting to look ahead to your fall calendar and beyond, schedule soul care breaks first before your events and your programs. Do you hear me? <laughs> Build your calendar with your soul care and your breaks first 
You might even need to plan some for your volunteers. Have you ever tried a retreat for your volunteers? A day where you could get together and just do soul care? I know you're thinking, oh, they won't show up. <laughs> Try it. Try it. My friends, let's get back to the basics. I really think that's what God's calling us to do right now. I think we have to really reflect on what matters most and get at it. And I don't always think it's what we've always done. So ask God and then move forward. If I can be of service to you, I'm here. I want to help. I'm your friend. I'm a fellow kids minister and I love y'all. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. And again, my name is Tom. And if I can help, I'm here for you. God bless. Stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders and if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.